<clears throat> Remembering Jesus. After the death of Jesus, the disciples mourned his cruel death and loss. They may have met periodically to support each other, sharing memories as a means of healing. <clears throat> John may have said, Remember how Jesus got us all together? <clears throat> Peter spoke up. Andrew and I were fishing along the Sea of Galilee when Jesus came along and said, come with me. There was something compelling about him. So we went with him. Soon we saw James and John out in a boat working on their nets. Jesus called to them. They left their father, Zebedee, and the boat and joined us. Later, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, the other James, Thaddeus, Levi, and Judas joined us. We were surprised when Jesus invited Levi and Matthew. They were tax collectors, and we all knew how corrupt tax collectors were. However, Jesus must have sensed the good in them, so they were invited too. John chimed in, we followed Jesus as he went about teaching and healing people. His favorite method of teaching was telling stories. I remember the parable of the lost son. This is one of my favorite stories. A father had two sons. When the younger son asked for his inheritance, the father gave it to him. The son promptly left home and squandered his money to the point where he was starving. At that moment, he decided to go home. When he arrived, his father raced out to welcome him home. The older son was jealous, but the father told him, we celebrate because he was lost, but is now found. What a lesson in forgiveness. Luke spoke next. Being a physician, I was really touched by Jesus' healing ministry. When we saw the blind man, you guys asked Jesus, who had sinned, this man or his parents? We thought the disability was a result of sin. Jesus said, neither one sinned. He then spit on the ground to make a little mud and put that mud on the man's eyes and instructed him to go wash in the pool of Siloam. The man obeyed and his sight came back. The other healing that stands out in my mind was the case of the man with leprosy. Leprosy was thought to be highly contagious, so people with leprosy had to stay away from others and live in isolated colonies. When the man with leprosy saw Jesus, he begged for healing. Jesus had compassion on the man and even touched him, and suddenly he was cured. The man's skin and nerve problems had gone. However, 
Jesus told the man to tell no one about the healing, but to show himself to the priest. <clears throat> Next, James spoke up. Do you remember the crowds that followed Jesus? At least once, parents brought their children for Jesus to put his hands on them and bless them. We tried to shoo the children away, but Jesus would have none of it. Instead, he said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Then there was that time that Jesus was in Bethesda teaching to a crowd. Evening came and Jesus did not want to send them away hungry. First, Jesus asked me, Philip, where can we buy bread to feed the people? I protested at the cost. At that, Andrew spoke up. There is a boy here with five loaves and two fish, but how far will that go for so many people? Jesus said, bring those to me. He had us seat the people in groups on the grass. When he had returned thanks, he broke the bread in pieces, same for the fish, and we distributed the food. When the 5,000 people had eaten, we gathered up 12 baskets of leftovers. With that, he sent us back across the lake while he went up the mountain to pray. We set off in our boat. A sudden storm came up. The water was so choppy that we thought the boat would capsize and we would drown. We were really scared. Then we saw a figure out on the water. At first, we thought it was a ghost. But as it got closer, we saw that it was Jesus. Peter got out of the boat to go to him. He began to sink, but Jesus rescued him and gently scolded him for his lack of faith. When he reached us, he got into the boat and calmed the storm. How did he do that? James said, I remember the time that we were out fishing. We were not catching any fish. At daybreak, we decided to beach the boat. We were lamenting that we would have no fish to take to the market that day. Jesus came along and told us to go out again on the lake, but this time to cast the net on the other side of the boat. We did as he said, and would you believe our nets were so full of fish that we had to call nearby fishermen to come and help us pull the net into our boats. Later that day, people in the market remarked on the abundance of fish, so we told them what had happened. As they walked away, 
we heard them remark, that was some fish story. <clears throat> Philip recalled a time Jesus modeled anti-racism. We were in Samaria. We had walked a long way and Jesus was thirsty. We came to a well where a local woman was drawing water. Jesus asked her for a drink. She was surprised that Jesus would speak to her, a Samaritan woman. She knew the bias that we traditional Jews had against Samaritans. Never mind that they too are Jews, but because some of them intermarried with other races, we traditional Jews have nothing to do with them. We do not worship with them. Most of us even avoid traveling through Samaria. We are so biased. So what a surprise when Jesus, a traditional Jew, spoke to that woman and asked her for a drink of water. Her family will be quite surprised when they hear about this. Matthew offered this story. I remember the time that Passover was approaching and we went to the temple. When Jesus saw the trading going on in the temple, he got very angry. He lashed out at the traders. He dumped the tables of the money changers and the benches where people were selling doves. Get these out of here, he said. My house will be called a house of prayer for nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. I still puzzle about the incident on the way to Bethany before the temple fiasco. Jesus was hungry. Seeing a fig tree, he went to see if it had any fruit. Upon seeing only leaves and not fruit, because it was not yet in season, Jesus cursed the tree and it shriveled up. Then there was the time, actually it was six days before Passover. We were at the home of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. Martha served us a delicious meal. Mary then brought out an expensive bottle of perfume and poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. Judas, he was our treasurer, fussed, saying that the perfume could have been sold and the dividends given to the poor. Of course, we suspected that Judas had other ideas for the potential money. Jesus replied, leave her alone. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Finally, Peter spoke. I'll never forget the last supper we had with Jesus. He knew that he would not be with us much longer and he wanted to share the Passover meal with us. So he sent two of us into the city saying, you will see a man carrying a jug of water. 
ask him about his guest room. We found the man and he showed us the room and we prepared the meal. That evening, while we were eating, Jesus said, one of you will betray me and one of you will deny knowing me. I was very upset, but Jesus knew what would happen. After we finished eating, Jesus demonstrated servanthood by washing our feet. Jesus also wanted us to know that we were now to carry on the ministry that he had started. He commanded us to love one another as he had loved us, saying, this is how people will know that you are my disciples. Philip wanted to see the father that Jesus spoke of. But Jesus answered, if you have seen me, you have seen the father. We now understand better what the prophet Micah meant when he said, do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with God. They sat together for a bit without speaking. Then Peter sighed and said, this has been therapeutic, but Andrew and I need to get ready for another night of fishing. Let's get together again soon to share more memories of our time with Jesus. Good night, brothers. Good night, they replied.